Hello and welcome to How to Be Human from artisanbusinesssolutions.com, where we tackle your questions about people in the workplace. My name is Dea Osborne and I'm an actor, writer, and development manager. And I'm Katherine Jenkins, though most folks just call me Jenkins. And I'm a people management consultant with Artisan Business Solutions. This is How to Be Human. Welcome back. This week's question is, what is the difference between transformational and charismatic leadership? Well, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, first of all. We tend to identify people either by, well, they're a good communicator or they're not. Mm -hmm. I like them or I don't. I want to get a beer with them or I don't. Or depending on, you know, kind of who's doing the evaluating, it might be they get stuff done or they don't. <laughs> but the two can exist together, they can exist apart. So we can we can break this down a little bit. Kind of as a baseline though for this conversation, yeah. transformational leadership is substantive. It's relationship building, it's systems based. It gets things done. Um, quantifiable, not just a feeling. Right. Yeah. Right. And then uh, charismatic leadership is engaging. Kind of the classic example are politicians and cult leaders. Yeah. Not to necessarily conflate the two, but... Again, not mutually exclusive. Right. It's that person who, just by the way they speak, they draw you in. Just the other night, we watched the Christopher Nolan movie Dunkirk. Yes. And then followed it up with a short doc on the actual events. And they had the recording of Churchill's, uh, we will fight them on the beaches, we will fight them on the landing grounds, which is is, um, classic, of course. Beautiful writing, beautiful prose. He is not what I would call a charismatic leader. sounds like a record yeah. on a too low speed. Yeah. 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 And it's not that people weren't drawn to him, but he would be an example of substance over style. Mm-hmm. He was boots on the ground in the sense of working within or outside of the systems as he needed to to get yeah. to get things done and to move things along. Absolutely. And uh, certainly not one where you listen to his speeches and say, oh, I understand why everyone followed him. I do by the pros, but it is... His delivery... Yeah, his delivery is a bit... It's his own. One thing. <laughs> Delightful in retrospect, but I could imagine some people were like, what is this guy? What does he have going on? So we've got a transformational leaders. We've got a charismatic leader. Certainly there is an overlap. I shouldn't have to say this just to clarify. We're we're in a very um, kind of social media communications-based world. A recently elected congressman was kind of boasting about how most of his team was made up of communications people. So not um, actual advisors on policy, mm-hmm. but communication, social media, what his face was going to be. That was seen as a perk. So he in invested his... 100% mm-hmm. in charisma and yes. 0% in... Transformation. Yeah. Content. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a shift that's happening more and more as we rely on uh, tools like social media, because mm-hmm. when you put these things on social media, it doesn't mm-hmm. resonate particularly well without that charismatic element. Mm -hmm. But if you have to choose just one, you want that transformational leadership. If you want something that's going to stay, you want something substantive, you want relationship systems building, that should be our ideal in companies, in politics, in life. Absolutely. Yes. So for people who are kind of trying to assess who do I follow, right? You're trying to look out at the world and maybe you have a sense of what you believe. Mm -hmm. Then you're looking for leaders. A mentor, whatever it is that you're looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you've already kind of honed it down to, I'm not going to go with people who dramatically are in opposition to my mm-hmm. worldview, but within this mm-hmm. framework, what should I be looking for? I would encourage you not to be put off by drier presentation styles. Mm-hmm. And I would also 
suggest that regardless of style, you know, even if you say, you know, you found a person who is just like, they've got the epitome of wisdom and and articulation and intellect. Mm -hmm. Still with that, make sure you have multiple voices Mm kind of in the room. You're getting input from so many different sources, from different backgrounds from different perspectives even the the wisest of leaders is still fallible we are we're, we're all just humans right yeah so whether they're charismatic or not and i would say the more charismatic you find the person to be the more heavily you should be doing this audit because it's going to be less obvious you know if you do the initial audit and you're like they're charismatic and they're substantive it's the perfect package Absolutely. I'd certainly a lot more enjoyable to listen to substance that is packaged in an entertaining and engaging way. Mm -hmm. But it can be harder to notice when the substance starts to slip. Yeah. When they've got that engaging speaking style, when they're Mm -hmm. that person you just want to be around. Mm -hmm. So doing regular audits Mm -hmm. of who are you paying attention to? What is the actual substance of their leadership? And then making sure that you're getting input from multiple sources Um, which will both help you in your auditing, but it'll also, you know, sometimes we talk about this frequently. Sometimes you really need to go away from home. Yeah. I was just thinking one of the most formative moments of your life is when you first leave the home of your parents. However that happens, if you go away to college or you just pick up sticks and decide you're going to move out, go see Europe or you join the military or whatever it is that you do, is that we're all raised with embedded information. So we're given a specific book on life, so to speak, what the people around us in our community, our family, the churches that we go to, the people that we see, the events that we partake of, what part of the country we live in, what country we live in, what language we speak, how much money we have. All of this has a major impact on you growing up that you don't really understand fully until you leave. You have to leave that place at some point. And so I'm like hugely um, supportive of any kids that go to college and go abroad for a time Mm -hmm. or take a gap year and Mm -hmm. go abroad for a time. Wherever abroad is, get not only outside of your home, get outside of your our home, get outside of our country, learn different aspects and different perspectives and different thoughts. And it helps you to start challenging those things that you were just told are truisms and let you start refining what your own personal beliefs are based on what you know to be true because you've been out in the world and you've experienced things and you're able to start doing your own self-audit in a way. That tends to happen in your young 20s. And then a lot of people settle in and it doesn't happen again which is odd, but very true. Unless you do like a radical transformation of midlife crisis or or career, your career totally goes. But yes, major things like divorce automatically will sweep you up and you'll... But it's a lot of work to continually reflect on whose leadership am I following? Yeah. Either very literally in in terms of who I vote for or um, whose content am I consuming? Mm -hmm. And so to both make sure that you're occasionally exposing yourself to more voices, however you do that, but then also that you are regularly, not just occasionally exposing yourself, Mm -hmm. but you find a few of those that you bring with you back into the fold, including some you don't always agree with. Yeah, it is exhausting. There are a lot of checks and balances that you kind of are putting yourself through. Self-improvement requires constant study. That's Mm -hmm. just part of the deal. But it's better to have those checks 
to be able to step back even for a moment to get off the train at this stop. You can always get back on the train when it stops by again, but not to get so wound up in any one train of thought or any one way of doing mm-hmm. a thing, which things like charisma can take you along in. Right. And, you know, that way leads to extremism. And there's just a lot of things that actually closes you off from. And you can wake up and be like, I have no idea how I got here. Yeah. There's extremists who got to extremism because that is exactly where they set out to go. Yeah. And there's people who woke up, they were following somebody without thinking, and they woke up and they go, the, yeah, the oh. guy that Anderson Cooper just, yeah. yeah I'm sorry like, for thinking you ate babies. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought that, and now I don't. And, you know, so this person was able to right. step off the train and be like, Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, there's there's that. That's the personal so, side. Right. So for, for followers, and yeah. we're all followers, even leaders are followers yeah, yeah, of other absolutely. of other leaders. So when we're reflecting on who we're following, some thoughts there. For people who find themselves in leadership positions, which is also going to be many or most of us, uh, mm-hmm. even people not in public leadership positions. Mm-hmm. You're an older sister or brother Absolutely, or, or cousin, parent. Or... Yep. And then a lot of folks over the course of their life will find themselves in a leadership position at work as well. Yeah. So I would take a quick self-audit um, before you begin and see if you veer more towards transformational or charismatic mm-hmm. leadership just naturally. That is, do people follow you because they like you? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not as popular, but when you speak up, people pay attention. Once they realize you know what you're talking about, right. they're more likely to pay attention. I'm thinking of the Gilmore Girls episode where Paris Geller is running for um, <laughs> student, student body president. She is not what you would call a charismatic leader. Yeah, she ticks all the right boxes on getting stuff done. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, people don't just like don't her. like her. Yeah, And that's just something to know about yourself. Yeah, Just do a quick audit there. If your leadership style leans more into the charismatic, mm-hmm. have external accountability in place. Metrics and mentors who are not swayed by your charisma, people who've known you for forever. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good person to have as a mentor. And not just one, not just one metric, not just one mentor. Having a Again, multiple voices, multiple measuring points Mm -hmm. is going to help keep you on track. Continue your education. Don't rely just on other people telling you what to do, what to believe, and have you simply be the mouthpiece for them. But on the flip side, do have people who know more than you, who can advise you, who can provide more perspective. And absolutely, people can get vested in 15 years into a field, 25 years into a field. They're hailed as an expert in their field. But what nobody seems to understand is they actually stopped keeping up with the trends and what's happening 10 years ago. So yeah, they've been in it for that long. They've been making the same mistakes that they were making (laughs) 10 years ago. I mean, if you take something like fundraising, for instance, the dramatic change in one calendar year, where we were this time last year. Yes, or human resources, or there's many, many fields that you can point at less than a year ago and say it's radically changed. And so for the HR manager that just sits there and, and has all of their certifications and deems that's all they need. But doesn't keep up on the laws, mm -hmm. doesn't keep up on best practices, isn't actually doing their full job. And also education is another check and balance, I think. Assuming Uh, you're getting that input from 
again, multiple sources. Sometimes, yeah. you, depending on where you get your education, sometimes it doubles down on your your own perception. Mm-hmm. So being aware about who's teaching you. Mm-hmm. And also building a small cohort of people that are in your same field as well that you can bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of, of, okay, this thing has come up. This is what I'm thinking. How would you attack this? Mm-hmm. Or what is your plan for building a strategy mm-hmm. to deal with this situation? Because it's happening to all of us. Right. Let's put all of our tools together and see what we can come up with together. That's another great way of making sure that you don't get stymied in the muck of however many years you've been doing a thing and consider that is enough. Right. Yeah. Where experience actually gets in the way simply because of your mindset. Yeah. So the other side then is if you lean more towards the transformational, but you don't have a lot in the way of charisma. Yeah. So few notes here. Work on your communication. When we're talking about continuing education, absolutely mm-hmm. continue your education in whatever it is that you're leading people in. Mm-hmm. Work on your communication as well. Talk mm-hmm. about this every once in a while. I've got a whole class on it. You can find it at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. Indeed. But take a public speaking course. Yes. Yes. Um, Take an acting course. Mm -hmm. Find ways to open yourself up to learn how to tell stories, to Mm -hmm. bring other people along with you. And don't look down on them because they need you to do that. That's a place where you can grow. You don't need to demand that they adapt to your drier style of communication. You can hire people as your face. Mm-hmm. You know, hire people to help you out with your social media. Or you can be your content yeah. developer. You can find mm-hmm. a way to your audience that's your way, how right. you communicate. You can beef that up and you can build that mm-hmm. as your own character, so to speak, that you play when you present things. This right. is how I talk you know, when I'm doing a presentation, there is a very specific presentational voice if you ever talk to public speakers or customer service representatives, poets, a, a lot of people that are, yeah, front facing understand that mm-hmm. you kind of develop this odd other voice. Okay, anything else that we're missing out in there? I think that wraps it up. Auditing is key. And that whatever side you're on, if you're following, if you're leading, or when you're following, when you're leading, take regular audits and pay attention. Don't fall down the rabbit hole. All right. If you have any questions you would like to pose to us, you can do that at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for our full lineup and visit us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Quora. I'm Day Osborne. And I'm Katherine Jenkins. And this has been How to Be Human. Mm-hmm.